Welcome to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. My name is Jenna, and in this series, I'll be speaking to plastic surgery residents and giving you an inside look at what it's like to train at their institution. We'll discuss the logistics, the leadership, and the lifestyle of a plastics resident at their program. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Mumta Raj, who's a fifth-year resident at Lehigh Valley Health Network in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mumta is originally from Canton, Massachusetts. She completed college at Boston University and medical school at Chicago Medical School at Roslyn Franklin University of Medicine and Science. Her academic interests include microsurgery, breast reconstruction, and aesthetics. Mumta, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And so I'd love to start by hearing a broad overview about your program. All right. So in general, our program is an integrated six-year residency. As for our program structure, we have exposure to plastics starting from as early as intern year. So we have 12 weeks of plastics exposure for our intern, and then we have a four-week hand surgery rotation, as well as a lot of general surgery in the beginning years of our residency. So we have some general surgery basic rotations for eight weeks and six weeks. We have eight weeks of trauma surgery, which is super important for our specialty. We have four weeks of nights on general surgery. We have exposure to our pediatric surgery service for two weeks. And then we have vascular surgery and orthopedic trauma surgery as well. As we move on to our second year, we increase our plastics by a few weeks to 18 weeks of plastics. And we have our hand rotation at six weeks. And then We have SICU, so that's our surgical ICU rotation for eight weeks, and then we have nights on the SICU for four weeks, and we have a transplant surgery rotation, which is a great start for our microsurgery development of skills for four weeks, and then we have a burn rotation for four weeks, and anesthesia for one week, and dermatology for two weeks. We also have exposure to surgical oncology as well for four weeks that year. Uh, Moving on to our PGY3 curriculum, as expected, our plastic surgery involvement increases greatly. We have 34 weeks on our plastic surgery rotation in total. We have a six-week hand rotation again, and we have now a craniofacial rotation, which is a four-week block that's done at Penn State Hershey. And then we have a vascular surgery rotation that's two weeks, and then a burn reconstruction rotation with our plastic surgeon specifically for four weeks. As a fourth year resident, kind of fourth through sixth years, we have very similar curriculum, mostly plastic surgery. The big difference in fourth year is that we have now an MSK rotation, so that's Memorial Sloan Kettering, and that's for one month. And then we have another craniofacial block again at Hershey for another month to kind of get all those craniofacial numbers for our graduation. And we also have a hand surgery rotation now of eight weeks for the four through six. And then as we progress, the fifth year just has our away microsurgery rotation at MSK for a month again. And uh, our sixth year is completely at our home institution. What's your experience like when you're on some of those general rotations in the earlier years? So they treat us as one of their own. Thankfully, it actually works out because we are the extra resident for them. So not only do we get the responsibility, but we also get the flexibility of going to the OR a little bit more just so we make sure to 
get enough operative experience as an intern too. Actually, it was really helpful to have an intern buddy when I was on the rotation myself. And I foresee that continuing. We have a very close relationship with our Gen Surge colleagues. I, I, I know all of them very personally, and it's a very nice atmosphere. You mentioned a couple of the sites when you were going through the different rotations, but could you just kind of line them up all next to each other once again? Yes. So we operate at three sites total. So one is our Muhlenberg Hospital. It's about 20 minutes away from our main campus. Uh, we also have all our ambulatory surgeries at our 17th Street Hospital, which is about 10 minutes away from our main campus. And our main campus hospital is our Cedar Crest campus. And it's kind of really centrally located. Got it. So you have those main three, and then you also have some times you spend away at Sloan Kettering and Penn State. Exactly. Yeah. And are there any independent residents or fellows at any sites? That's one of our positives. We don't have any independent fellows. We don't have even orthopedic surgery or ENT residents either. So we have pretty much full reign over all cases in the realm of our combined cases. So like, for example, hand, we have full reign of whatever hand case we can choose to do. And also same with our free flap reconstructions for head and neck. We do all of them. And what's call like at the different hospitals? So we are on hand and plastics face call every single day. Our residents, the third year through the sixth year, take independent call. And we are on call about once every month on the weekend, and then one out of every four days during the week. And we do cover all three hospital sites, so there are some nights where we're traveling between them, but it's only really a 20-minute drive, so it's not terrible, thankfully, and there's never any traffic here. <laughs> and what's the mid-level support like? It's pretty vast. We have PAs for our couple of our core faculty members, and they help greatly with the cases to the degree in which we can do a lot more because we have help in terms of retraction and help with all that kind of stuff. So it actually gives us more autonomy as residents and it doesn't detract from our experience in any way. So those PAs, they do help in the OR and do they also help like on the floor in the clinic? They help our attendings in the clinic. They do not help on the floor. But that being said, we do have help in terms of wound vac changes, thankfully, and things like that, which is a pretty big aspect to our specialty. We have a whole wound vac physical therapy wound care team. So uh, we kind of just show up for how the wound looks, and then they reapply the wound vacs, and they're really amazing. So it's, it's good that we're not kind of doing that every single day. You mentioned the times when you um, kind of do elective months away, and those, those are like built into your schedule. Are there any times when you get to choose your own elective, either at your institution or when you're away? In terms of electives for us, as we do do those like away rotations, it's, it's a little bit more limited. We have a two-week option as a fifth-year resident to do an away elective. You know, during COVID times, I personally haven't been able to get that set up for myself, but Pretty much everyone has been able to, to do that, at least. 
And of course, if you're interested in anything, our program is small. We have one resident per year. So there's a lot of flexibility with how we do the rotations in general. So we can obviously get anyone, especially in terms of in-hospital rotations, we can make that happen. And are there any opportunities for like international experiences? There are. Uh, are In the past, we've been going to Haiti to do both craniofacial and hand surgery uh, work. In the last one year, because of COVID, of course, we haven't. So I, I haven't been able to go on one, even though I've been really dying to. But hopefully that starts up by the time I graduate again. Is that usually an experience that one of the senior residents goes on? Exactly. So it's usually the chief gets to choose if they want to go or not, and then it kind of drops down from there. We go alongside our University of Miami plastic surgery program as well. So there are other residents there. And what's the cosmetic experience like? Uh, the cosmetic experience is great. The highlight of it actually is our sixth year cosmetic chief clinic. So um, starting at the beginning of sixth year, you get to see LVHN, so that's Lehigh Valley Health Network, employees for any of their cosmetic requests or needs. And we've done all the way from uh, abdominal plasties to facelifts and rhinoplasties. So we can do pretty much anything under the sun in terms of our cosmetic breath through the clinic. And they're completely our own patients. We follow them both pre-op and post-op. And we inherit them, so they keep on coming back to our clinic, which is nice. A lot of long-term follow-up. And in the earlier years, when do you tend to get your experience with cosmetics? So we have several aesthetic surgeon colleagues we have. They're not part of our core faculty, but they really only do aesthetic surgery. So we do rotate with them starting mostly in the third year and above. If our intern's interested, of course, we'll let them rotate through. They operate at the same sites as we do, so it'll just be like a random case in the middle of the day or something like that. It's very easy to get that cosmetic exposure. And is there any experience with gender affirmation surgery? Yes, there's actually quite a big experience with top surgery specifically. We are working on trying to get bottom surgery approved just based on a multidisciplinary team. But in terms of uh, what we have right now, one of our um, attendings, Dr. Samina Wahab, she is uh, very specialized in gender top surgery. She does, I don't even know, like maybe 12 a week. So there's a lot of exposure to that and we work with her pretty routinely. And is moonlighting possible at your program? It isn't. It's just, honestly, like, we work hard. There's really no uh, really big options to consistently moonlight. That being said, if the general surgery team needs someone to cover for their ab site call, so that, that's about once a year, we, we, we moonlight for them, and uh, that's about it. And what's the research experience like? Our research experience is expanding. We actually have a requirement of just publishing one paper for the whole six years, but we drastically outdo that. At least one, one paper a year is kind of the average among each resident. We also present quite a bit. We've presented at all the major conferences, and our hospital funds us to go and present at these conferences as well, which is very nice and helpful. In terms of actually how we get the research done, so we pair a senior resident with a junior resident 
and the senior resident will walk them through all the research minutiae that we have to learn through the hospital. So I'm currently doing a prospective randomized control trial. So that, that took a while to get approved. So I'm teaching the junior resident to kind of go through that process. So in the future, we can get another one. And in terms of being able to, you know, to get support once your project is ready to go, is there any kind of limit on the number of conferences you can present at or which conferences? There isn't a limit on the number. The only requirement is that it has to be on a continental U.S. So no Hawaii conferences, unfortunately. And how would you say your program manages like resident autonomy through the years? That's a big strength of our program. There's a lot of autonomy and it's gradual as well. So it's not overwhelming in any way, shape or form. So as we progress through the years, it starts on call, I would say. As a second year, you are doing buddy call, we call it. So the second year will take call with the fifth or sixth year resident. And then they slowly but surely kind of take off on their own by the time it's time for third year. So I feel like the major autonomy comes when you're a third year on call. I remember one of the first weekends I was on call, I did a replant and, you know, I how much micro had I had done by that point. But the autonomy definitely increased after I showed proficiency in that and it just keeps on getting better. And are there any particularly awesome perks you'd like to share about your program? In terms of perks, one thing is definitely that we don't have the fellows in terms of kind of case choosing. So we get to do all the micro cases from start to finish. Me as a fifth year resident right now, I've done a few deeps so far, pretty much with my attending, like from start to finish, both sides. So it's been a lot of good experience in terms of learning that way. So I like that we have a lot of experience opportunities. Another thing is that we are a small program. Some people might think it's a little bit rough because, you know, we we only are only four of us taking call and there are only six of us total, but it actually fosters a sense of real team spirit. We always help each other. It doesn't matter if you're on call or not. We, We help each other as much as we can. So I really do think our community spirit in the residency is really high and we really like to hang out with each other even outside of work. We get an educational stipend. It's $1,500 every year. You can use it towards buying loops. You can use it towards your conferences that you go to that you might not be presenting at. I've used them on buying books, especially in the first couple of years. Uh, so it's been very useful in that sense. In terms of our labs, we, we've done a few upper extremity cadaver labs, as well as a full body cadaver lab with our synthes reps in the lab about an hour south of us. So those have been really great experiences. We dissected out all kinds of flaps during that time. And then also, especially with the upper extremity labs, we we have so many reps that come by that can set them up for us. It really takes it to a new level when you get to expose the entire median nerve from uh, the whole forearm to the full hand. So that, that kind of stuff, especially for our junior residents, is very educational. We also have a lot of labs with plating. So we do kind of work on our orthopedic plating skills as well as we do cover distal radius fractures and kind of forearm fractures as well. And what area of plastic surgery would you say residents come out with the strongest experience in? 
we're actually pretty well-rounded. I would say the, the only thing that we might be lacking, of course, is our craniofacial, if anything. As I kind of said, we go to Hershey for that experience. It is ramping up here. I've done a couple palettes and lips so far at Lehigh Valley, uh, as we have a pediatric hospital here that's attached to our main hospital. But that's probably our like weakest, I guess, if I had to choose one. But in terms of our strength, definitely uh, body contouring. We do a lot of that. So massive weight loss patients. We're definitely increasing our microsurgery numbers doing like a free fibula or osteocutaneous radial forearm like once a week now. So those numbers are drastically increasing in terms of our microsurgery experience. We do a lot of facial trauma because we're on facial call every single day. So the facial fracture fixation is definitely another strength and something that I feel very comfortable with even at this point. Our hand experience is very comprehensive. We spend over a year in hand over all those six years, and we work with both orthopedic surgeons as well as our own uh, core faculty plastic surgeon who is hand and upper extremity trained. We're able to and are very comfortable in doing fracture fixation from the forearm distal, and we get to see a lot of different ways in how to treat hand injuries and really kind of get a good breadth of experience as well. So a lot of our uh, past residents have gone into hand and felt that their experience here was more than adequate for just going straight into practice after. Anything aside from the maybe craniofacial exposure that you'd like to see improvements in? It would be nice if we could have more cosmetic clinic as a more junior resident, maybe like halfway through fifth year at least, just because you have a little bit more time to follow your patients. But other than that, I mean, I really am happy with the program in total. So now I'd love to hear about your program leadership. So if you could tell me about your chief and your PD. My program director is Dr. Robert Murphy, and our chief of the plastic surgery division is Dr. Randolph Wojcik. And our assistant pro and director is Dr. Marshall Miles. All good things to say about all three of them. Starting with Dr. Murphy, he's very easily available, very easy to contact. He really values our resident opinions and pretty much all our decisions for the following year. He takes them really to heart and he just wants to stay involved with our residency. So it's really nice to kind of see his involvement in that sense. Dr. Wojcik. Uh, Other than his sense of humor, he's a very uh, easily approachable surgeon and mentor and definitely loves to teach. He likes to actually do board scenarios and stuff like that uh, pretty much every week. So it's been really nice learning from him all this time. And then as for Dr. Miles, he does a lot of body contouring. So he definitely learned a lot of principles from that. And he's also, again, very kind and easily approachable as well. So there's definitely a lot of support from our faculty for the residents. What did you mean about his sense of humor? He likes to play some practical jokes. He's, uh, he's funny. Can you tell me about a time when you brought up an issue to the program leadership and how they responded? In the past, with all our away rotations, it subtracts one resident from our service. And uh, with our growing number of faculty, There are times in which, like, I I need to pull someone from a different service. So I kind of spoke with our higher-ups being like, this is kind of a a difficult issue for me because 
I don't want to detract from anyone's general surgery experience or anything like that. And immediately Dr. Murphy helped out and we reworked a lot of the rotation schedules with our general surgery colleagues immediately and definitely freed up one resident without detracting anything from their general surgery experience, which was really nice. So just a lot of responsiveness. I feel heard. And then I see the change right away. So they take our concerns very seriously. Are you thinking about doing a fellowship? Yes, planning on pursuing a microsurgery fellowship. So I'm in the process of applying right now. How has the faculty, you know, supported you either coming to that decision or like through that process? I was always on the border onto whether I should kind of pursue maybe an aesthetics fellowship because that's another interest of mine or if I should continue with microsurgery. And I remember uh, one of our attendings, Dr. Lowe, he knew I was kind of making this decision about what fellowship to pursue. And it's not because I need more numbers in it or I need more experience. It's more that I want it on my resume, essentially, to get a good job. <laughs> so I was talking with him and he gave me some great advice. He was just kind of like, what kind of cases do you want to do all the time? And it's true. I, re I really like breast reconstruction especially microvascular breast reconstruction. So he kind of saw like how I was doing in the deep and stuff that we did together. And he was like, I think this is the one for you. And it was just a lot of mentorship from him, which I really appreciated and a lot of confidence he gave me. And same with Dr. Wojcik as well. They both have been really helpful in making that decision. And what kind of a role can residents play in department decision making? So maybe things like picking new faculty or new residents. So now uh, we actually instituted a new kind of interview format for our residency due to the virtual nature of it this year, of course. So we had a room with just the fifth year and sixth year resident interviewing our prospective applicant. And it was really great to have a room. Like that's what our attendings were like, you know, like you guys should have your own room. You should have make it formal so you can provide a really good uh, kind of feedback and help us with our, our rank list. So we submit a resident rank list and, and they really do pay attention to it. So we do have some say. We also have a lot of say, especially if we have outside rotators that come in for the month. Pretty much all of them do an amazing job, but we, we can definitely kind of vouch for them as well. So, so it makes me feel heard. And I know you touched on it a little bit before, but I'd love to hear some more about the relationships amongst the residents. Yeah, so we have a very tight-knit group. My my two best friends are uh, were like when I was a fourth-year resident, the fifth and sixth-year resident, so we're, we're very close. We hang out all the time outside the work environment as well. In terms of people with families, people without families, I would say it's kind of a split. One of our residents, our third-year resident, just had a baby. He's very excited with that, and we were able to give him a good paternity leave and everything to spend time at home. So he's the only one with like kids at this point in the residency, but otherwise the other five of us, two are in long-term relationships and then two are single. It's definitely a family-friendly place here, but I mean, one of the great perks is that we do live an hour and 10 minutes drive from New York City and about an hour and like a 20-minute drive from Philadelphia. So it's pretty easy to get out to the big cities when you want to. I think like before COVID, I was able to go three times in the month to New York City without feeling stressed at all. 
just because of our schedule and allowances of like going places and how close it is. And what would you say are some qualities of a person who would fit well in your program? So, of course, all the medical students applying are always like really great candidates and they're really hard workers in general. But someone who really gets along well with the team, there is like a huge teamwork aspect to being a resident in general. And it's definitely showcased in our residency of it being a smaller team. So uh, we all have to get along with each other. Definitely someone who is hardworking, of course, supportive and genuine. Can you tell me about how residents live in Allentown? So first off, do people mostly own or rent? Most people own houses. I think all six of us own houses right now. So that's one, another perk. I keep on finding more perks as I, as I talk more about the residency. But in Allentown, our resident money definitely goes far. So we're all very comfortable. I don't feel ever that the cost of living is too high for a resident salary. We all own at least townhomes. Some people own standalone homes. A lot of us have pets. So I actually just got a puppy a couple months ago for during the COVID time. And I've been able to take care of her with our residency hours, thankfully. So. And where do residents live kind of like in relation to the hospitals? In terms of my uh, distance from the hospital, it's exactly seven minutes. And most residents live within 10 minutes of the hospital, the main hospital site, I should say. In terms of the farthest hospital that we go to regularly for me would probably be Muhlenberg. It's 18 minutes. I have timed these all out, as you can see. (laughs) It's not far at all. We take home calls, so it's very useful to live near the hospital. It makes quality of life significantly better. Is it necessary to have a car? Yes, 100%. Yep, definitely. It's a, it's a car mandatory residency. Besides some of the things you've you know mentioned, affordability, easy living, is there anything else you'd like to share about what you like about living in Allentown? I'll start off just with like my personal story. I, I think uh, when I first matched here, I was like, hey, I don't have any family here. I have no friends here. And I mean, I did like the proximity of it to Boston, so it's probably the closest I'd been in a few years, so that that was one positive. And then that list just grew exponentially. I made a lot of friends here. I have a whole life here. In terms of things to do around here, it's it's endless. I've actually taken up hiking now, especially with my my puppy. We go hiking quite a bit. There's so many trails. It's not crowded. It's just really beautiful. There's rolling hills everywhere. There are also a lot of breweries and wineries as well. So it's pretty eclectic. And definitely the food scene has been improving here. You know, being from Chicago for med school, I I was quite a foodie before I came here. And uh, I've been able to try out all these new restaurants that are popping up in this up and coming place. We are the third largest city in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of stuff to do. So I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about today. Any final thoughts, either on your own program or on the process of choosing a residency? So in terms of process of choosing residency, I I would recommend for all you medical students out there to really think hard about 
being close to your loved ones or try to stay close to something that's really important to you. Because in residency, you work really hard and the time that you have off, you don't want to spend traveling. So I always say, like, try to go somewhere near your loved ones or someone you really care about because it really helps. Pretty much all around the country, you'll get a great experience in plastic surgery at this point. And just keep an open mind. Uh, you might like a place that you weren't thinking of trying or a region of the country you weren't open to before. Because as I said, with my own experience, I was pleasantly surprised. And how can interested students find out more about your program? So we have an LVHN Plastics Instagram page that we post a lot of stories primarily, but we also have a lot of features on all our faculty and residents alike. So please check it out. And of course, on our uh, residency website, we recently updated it. So you can see from both me and the second year resident, our experiences respectively in our plastic surgery residency. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to our show via your favorite podcast service and following us on Instagram and Twitter. For more podcast episodes and residency information, check out our website, doctority.co. That's doctority.co. We love feedback from listeners, so please contact us through the website or through social media with your questions or suggestions. See you next time.